Hello, and welcome to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply, where we talk to support professionals from all over the world and discuss what's behind their team's success. This interview is brought to you by Nice Reply, an all-in-one customer satisfaction tool that helps you measure and improve the quality of your customer service. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on a future episode, please reach out to us at podcast at nicereply.com. My name is Craig Stoss, and I'm here today with Susanna D'Souza, Senior Manager of Customer Support at Loom. Welcome to the show, Susanna. Hi, Craig. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm really excited about this topic because this is an industry I used to work in. And I think it's uh, I think it's something that's really important to the evolution of support, uh, which is using video in a support context and something that I know you know a lot about and your support team does a lot of. Um, so maybe why don't we start right simply with is video important to a support team? Absolutely. I mean, with video, you can basically provide visual support. You can streamline collaboration. You can enhance communication. There's so much benefits to just using video in your support workflows, both for the customer, but also for your internal teams. So the answer is on 100% a resounding yes. Um, And we can definitely talk about the applications specifically, which I'm very excited to do with you today. Yeah, I I think it's really important to understand how you use video, right? I mean, video is a a medium. We typically think of YouTube or Netflix or or things like that that are more entertainment-based. But from an education perspective, it's, it's, it's very important. So where are the areas in support that you see video as being a useful tool? Absolutely. So first and foremost, with our customers directly, and that can be in um, email communication that we have with them. We want to to take that kind of like a step up and add a visual component there. Video just helps us speed up our response time. It helps us streamline communication so that there's uh, no miscommunications or misunderstandings. Um, And then also from like a self-serve perspective, still with our customers, when we go to our help center, you're going to see a ton of videos there. Um, And that helps us, again, add that visual element to our self-serve documentation so that we can add uh, more content, really. And also, we need to understand that, you know, some people prefer to read, some people prefer to watch, and we like to marry these combinations so that we can provide just as much context as possible about Loom, about our features, about our use cases, right there packaged in our self-serve documentation. And then also internally, when we look at our Loom team, let's say that we're onboarding someone right now during COVID, and even before COVID, we're a remote team and we'll continue to be a remote team for uh, many, many years. We use video a ton. Sometimes we're we're onboarding people in a different time zone and just being there on a Zoom call synchronously doesn't really work. And it, it shouldn't have to be so dependent and reliant on that, right? So we use video a ton to make sure that we can communicate clearly, we can um, document clearly, and then also create evergreen Uh, video so that people can just consume that over and over again as needed. So we like to kind of like almost, um, how should I say this, make content eternal (laughs) in a way, basically. You mentioned in there the marrying of text and video. And, And I think that's actually really important, not only from an accessibility standpoint, 
but also there are people that just prefer to read. And, and, and I, I know sometimes I'm, I'm that person that's sitting there reading the text on a video um, because it's just, it's just something that I, I like to look at while I'm, while I'm doing whatever I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. How do you accomplish that? How, do, you, do you have scripts that you kind of put into uh, captions or, or are there other ways to make sure that the content is complemented with the, the textual versions? Yeah, that's a great question. So typically, we try to templatize our educational videos as much as possible. Um, we we definitely follow a, a workflow or a flow, let's say, of information where we can say, okay, well, this is the intro, this is the main content, this is kind of like the outcomes of what was explained. And through the captions, you can also kind of like scroll throughout the video to find the pieces of information that are important to the viewer. So that is a very easy way for people to learn about the content of the video. But also, um, I think it's extremely important to then complement that information with a summary, maybe a TLDR outside of the video so that if someone doesn't want to, you know, watch that four minute video, that two minute video, they can just glance at the description or the summary and still get a feel for it. Maybe the information that they're looking for is in the video by looking at the summary. They're like, ah, yes, I can go here and watch the video and I'll know everything that I need to know. They watch the video, but if they glance at that information and they're like, oh, actually, no, this video has nothing to do with what I'm looking for, then they're not wasting, you know, those four minutes of their time and they can move on to the next section to find that information. So it is incredibly important for us to have those two components. And if you go to our, our help center today, you'll see tons of examples where we do have both. But even thinking about my team today and how they do support, video just helps Um, reduce miscommunication a ton, but even from um, our perspective. So let's say that a customer writes in and they say, hey, um, I'm having this issue with this feature. It's not working. Trimming is not working. And if we ask, do you mind recording a quick Loom video to show us that behavior, a quick video to show us that behavior, it can really, really help us understand what is not working instead of having to ask the customer for several screenshots to hop on a zoom call with us to try to replicate that with them it can kind of like turn around a frustrating customer experience um, and potentially avoid a a bad csat so it helps quickly understand what's going on uh, what platform they're using what type of environment they have on their computer and it's just incredibly powerful for us to take a look at the other side just as they can take a look at our side when we record a video for them and we try to reduce that miscommunication um, opportunity there. So it's it's a two-way street, 100%. Do you see a lot of customers being willing to, to, to record video, uh, you know, today with privacy concerns, security concerns, um, you know, maybe not specifically within your support organization, but it, within your customer support organizations, is, is customer uptick using video uh, increasing? Yeah, yeah. Right now, about a third of our uh, customer conversations include a Loom video. Wow, that's that's pretty. That's higher than I would have expected, to be quite honest. I think that's great. Yeah. Given that, is is the feedback you hear with this approach uh, all positive? Like, do people love the use of video, both from a support communication tool as well as within a knowledge base context? In general, I would say yes. There's always, you know, there's always going to be customers that would prefer to only do text. I've definitely sent out a few videos myself where the customer is like, that video was too long. 
why didn't you just write me an email instead since we're communicating via email? And that's why, again, it's so important to add both components when we're communicating because we never know what the person would prefer. But oftentimes we find that recording that video just allows us to create a, a more personalized support experience, right? We can, they can read our tone, they can understand where we're coming from in more of like a human way. And it just helps us provide that best in class support experience that we're really looking for. Um, I think that when we see what the customer sees and when they see what we see, there's more opportunities for empowerment and to just really understand what's happening. And it's, it's that understanding, that communication, that collaboration that reduces the steps to the resolution and we get to the resolution in a more positive environment, essentially. It's good that you're taking the customer feedback into account there. The one common concern that I've uh, heard several times about video is just the, especially the reusable videos, the stuff that's on your knowledge base, not the personal videos, is is about production. People, again, are used to seeing these fancy advertisements and YouTube clips and, and things that have calls to action and animations and, and are polished scripts with, with music in the background. And, and that isn't necessarily a skill that, that every company has to at their disposal. So um, what is the level of production that you would recommend support put into their videos? Definitely. I think that's a great question because um, when we ramp up currently agents and we, we try to train people to use video more because it's not something currently that is super, you know, human nature. Like when we're replying to a customer, we don't, we don't want to kind of like stop our response and be like, I'm going to go and record a video and spend 10, 15 an hour on, on that. Right. So it's really understanding that videos don't have to be perfect. We, we bet on the human element. We say, um, we apologize for, you know, saying something wrong and we start over, but we sometimes do it on camera and we actually don't start the video over. I, in the beginning, when I joined Loom, I would probably <laughs> want to record a video and have to like restart that video 10 times, 15 times, just so the perfect video could be created. And now a few years later, I'm like, honestly, I think, you know, it's better to be done than perfect. And I think that the customer is going to appreciate the fact that I'm human, I'm trying to communicate something and we're all here on the same boat. So it's okay that I say a few ums here and there. It's okay that, you know, that page didn't load correctly and I had to go back and reload a different page. I think that's okay. And we've seen just really, really great results with that actually last year when COVID happened. And I, I know I've told this story a few times now, but um, that was really a good example of just the human side uh, in video showing up and people really relating to it because when our volume grew, no one really knew what was happening. We weren't getting back to our customers and we just recorded a quick video saying, hey, we're so sorry. This is the people that are on the team. This is how much we have in volume right now. We're doing our best. We're so sorry. We want to get back to you as soon as possible. And the response was just from thousands of people. It was just fantastic. It was really positive, really understanding, really just validating of the fact that, hey, this video with a simple explanation, a 60-second video just cleared up what we thought was Loom is ignoring us to, oh, actually, Loom is really, really um, under pressure right now. And we, I, we know that there's people trying to make it better for us, but 
obviously everyone is human. We didn't expect COVID to happen and we're all in this together essentially. So that was really positive there. Um, but Craig, I'm going around in circles to answer your question. I would say just record a quick video. Loom is great because you can literally, um, you know, start it from the Chrome bar, the extension, get recording in like three seconds, record a 30 second video saying, hi, we're sorry, this is happening. This is how you fix it shoot it to the customer with a Loom link and that's it. They have a video. It doesn't have to be a one hour production or have fancy music. And it just has to be human, essentially. I mean, empathy is probably the biggest advantage that I saw in, in my experience, especially as a support leader in the industry where you did have to apologize for for you know, failures in the product or, or uh, outages or, or something to that degree. Um, Maybe switching gears a little bit. So, so the personal side of video, you know, sending those quick videos, those those more one-off, very personal videos, uh, definitely a use case within a support context. Outside of that, videos that occur, um, again, maybe in your knowledge base, maybe within your social media, you know, videos that like your empathy video you just you just mentioned, you know, those are things that are watched by hundreds or thousands of people and and are more public. Is there a different level of care um, that you give to something that's going to be viewed hundreds or thousands of times versus something that may be only viewed once or twice by one individual? That's a great question. And yeah, I, I would say so. I think even subconsciously, we would definitely, you know, make sure that it's not an on the fly video just being recorded in 30 seconds that we we do have some sort of like script that we can reference and there's some ideas that we're touching on or sharing just communicating clearly right it's it's um it's an important message potentially if it's going to be watched by thousands of people and we want to make sure that we're communicating it uh clearly and that that video can be uploaded in the help center or in social media for a long long time so in short the answer is yes how we do it there's definitely many ways and and many different approaches but um i think that my team has an incredible eye for keeping it simple i think that everyone on the team is really good at just kind of like um, having a, a clear desktop, removing everything that's kind of like uh, noise that doesn't contribute to the message. Um, for example, if we're communicating something a little bit more complicated, we can complement that message with a PowerPoint presentation, with a couple of slides, and we can walk customers through that. Um, you know, Notion has also been a really good resource for us where we just kind of like summarize our ideas and we talk uh, and walk customers through those ideas. So I think it's it's important again to complement the video and with written communication or other types of visuals and not just make it about the visual video itself, but actually make it so that it's easy to understand. So it creates simplicity by then leveraging the power of video, but also the power of different visual elements too. I, I absolutely love that using, you know, PowerPoints or Notion or other tools that can display text, but you're walking people through it, um, you know, if you as you would if you had a whiteboard or something in the room. I, I think that's a, a really excellent use case. Maybe the final question uh, today is around who within support? Is this, uh, is this something that, that everyone does within your support agent team? Is it something where you have a specialized team? Because it's, it's obviously something important 
Uh, but not everyone wants to have their face on camera and or their voice on on camera. That's a really, really good point, Craig. Um, and that's something that I think we we struggled a little bit in the past with. Thankfully, Loom does offer the versatility that we would need. So, for example, instead of having our face in video, we can have an avatar or a different image, or we can even not have any of that and just have the screen. And it can only it can be a voice. And it actually doesn't have to have a voice at all. It can just be a recording of your screen with no voice. So in terms of disguising the personal elements from the video, that is possible. Of course, we do uh, encourage everyone on the team to be as personal and as human as they are comfortable with. And that also involves, you know, being on the video, um, saying hi to customers, showing that empathy in creating that relationship, which I think um, comes a lot from having our little bubble on the camera and just talking to the customer almost like directly, obviously. And um, that has been something that we've always been very careful with because in no way, shape or form do we want to force anyone on the team to be out there with a video. You know, it's uh, it's 2021, there's millions, billions of videos out there. And, you know, we, we want to be careful. Um, with forcing or not making people feel comfortable with that. So in terms of um, recording, everyone can record. And we definitely just ask people that they feel comfortable when they, when they do so. Uh, that's great. And, you know, making sure people are comfortable and respecting people's boundaries, always a good thing for mental health within your organization. Uh, Susanna, Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing the power of video with us. Of course, it was a pleasure. Craig, thank you so much for the invitation and I hope that was helpful. It, it absolutely will be. Uh, I know our listeners will, will love to learn about something that I think is an emerging trend within, within support uh, departments. Awesome. And thank you all for listening to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply with today's guest, Susanna D'Souza from Loom. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please leave a rating or share it with others. And always make sure to check out our other support interviews and more quality content at NiceReply.com.